Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name is Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Project Sports. We're back here with another episode. And this week, we're going to have a special guest on. We were supposed to have two guests on this week, Charlie and Caleb, but just Caleb is going to be on the show today. Charlie had to take a rain check. We're going to get him back here before the NFL draft starts. We got like roughly 20-something odd days before the draft even happens in April anyway, so we do have time. Apologize for the inconvenience, but hey... We're going to get back to it. So we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL draft regardless today. We'll dip a little bit into it and then go more detail probably next week or the week after. Uh, we're going to take a look at the NBA standings, the Lakers, the Nets, what the implications are for some trades that went down at the trade deadline. And then also we're going to hit Champions League. Champions League soccer over in Europe, the Elite Eight, as they may call it, um, is going to take place. We're going to go over some of that and then maybe some additional questions for Caleb and what's going on in his life and uh, sports. So, Caleb, welcome to the show again, a repeat guest. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Glad hey. to be back. It's not had bad. Too much fun. Had too much fun the first time around, so I had to come back. Exactly. And, you know, I can proudly say that you lost fantasy football this year. Thank the Lord my brother <laughs> got the victory because I couldn't live with two years of you beating all of us and... I'm so glad you didn't win. But Caleb did come back and do pretty well in the playoffs after he almost was didn't even make the playoffs, and he had to win out. How many games did you have to win out to make the playoffs? I think I think I had to win four. I think I started like one in five or two and six or something crazy, and <laughs> ended up making the playoffs on the last week, and then made the finals. And then your brother, your brother's team was just too good. It was it, yeah. He had, he had a really great roster, and it was shout it, out. To Mike, he, he really had a, a a bad roster last year and really revamped after the draft with uh, taking some keepers and then did a really good job and played really well during the season. Made good waiver wire pickups. I felt like this year there was a lot of people paying attention to the league and it was it was very competitive and it was it was really good. We brought Charlie into and he he did a good job even though he wasn't quite successful. He was still on the ball with waiver wire stuff. I think everyone was this year, so it was really good to see the showing of how important the league was and that trophy that we, we carry around. And now it's to Mike. Caleb, did you send it over yeah. to him or did you keep it? <laughs> I was going to say, I, I just turned around and it's still here in my office. But when I see Mike, I see the next Mike, time I see whatever him, that is, I will, even if it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> then I take I'll make it sure to get it to him because he, he deserves it. So yeah, I'll make sure to he get does. him that trophy. But yeah, but the season was fun. It was a really fun season. I'm looking forward to it again this year. Yes, and after a few years, I actually got to see you in person last month, which was great. I could have just taken the trophy then, but whatever, I completely forgot. I but we hung out, we had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this is the second episode after uh, my big move all the way across the world from England to now Colorado. So you can go listen to the previous episode that came out last Sunday night um, and catch that one. And this week, we're going to get into a little bit of the NFL draft. So we're going to go with the big trade that happened between Miami, Houston, the Eagles, and San Francisco. All these trades went down, ending pretty much with the San Francisco 49ers, the big one, ending up with the third pick in the draft. And there's some implications to moving forward with it being Jimmy Garoppolo and the Patriots. And where do we go from here? 
And what was your first initial reaction, Caleb, to uh, hearing this go down? And were, did you literally think Jimmy G maybe to the Patriots immediately? Or was it just like, hmm, this is interesting. Maybe you thought something different. Yeah, well, my initial thought was definitely Jimmy G. When he when they made that trade up for third, it was like they're they're eyeing some quarterback, obviously, and that's what they're going for. Which just that just tells me that Jimmy G is not in their long term plans. He's not their future, and that kind of um, I kind of agree with that. Honestly, to me, Jimmy G is an average quarterback. He's more of a system quarterback kind of guy. And if you have if you have an elite defense, then he can take you to the Super Bowl like, yeah, he, like did. he did, like he did. But I don't know. I don't think he's a game-changing quarterback. He's he's more of a, a system QB, like I was saying. So, yeah, I don't know if that means Patriots or, or what that means. I know San Francisco came out and said he's still our guy for this year, which is kind of it's kind of funny to think about. That. Like, yeah, we're, we're going to keep you for this year, but you're obviously not our long-term guy. Yeah, So a lot of uh, – I forget the GM's name out of San Francisco, but he just sounds like – Every time John Lynch, is it? John Lynch, yeah. Every time he speaks, it just sounds like he's going, you know, one way or the other. He's trying to protect himself, but also say, "Hey, Jimmy's on the market." At the same time, it's 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 quite funny, but it's like, dude, sure. I mean, obviously, you're just blatantly saying Jimmy's on the market. You might as well just say it. You don't have to save face. He knows it. The way you're saying it, everyone else knows it. You wouldn't be jumping up to the third spot. You have to be getting a QB. Are you trying to get? you know, an offensive lineman? Uh, I think not. I think you're going for a QB <laughs> that you like. I mean, you wouldn't jump up that much and mortgage your future just for, for that. Um, the We'll talk about another team real quick, too. The Miami Dolphins have pretty much fleeced, was it the Texans on, on their trade? And, yes. And others? Uh, un- yeah. Unbelievable work that uh, Brian Flores is doing down there in Miami. Um I think maybe they were trying to move on from Tua, but maybe they weren't. Maybe they're just trying to uh, get more picks, but maybe they want some insurance um, and they move, want to move up to the sixth spot. But it seems like Miami and San Francisco are making big moves, but does this enable the Patriots to move to either get that QB or, as I know we were going to talk tonight about, especially to Charlie, about um, are the Patriots going to mortgage their future to try to move up or just take a QB maybe a little bit higher? So they, the Patriots do sit at 15 at the moment. Do they jump up a little bit or do they say stay at 15 and still take a QB? Or do they get up to that number two spot with the Jets, which I don't think they'll ever do a deal with. And I don't think Jacksonville is going to give up number one. So you're talking about yeah. highest is number four or five. Right. And with that yeah, letter I- of Cincy. Exactly. Yeah, I think you nailed it. With um, it looks like the three, the three top picks are going to be all QB QBs mm-hmm. with Jacksonville Jets and San Francisco. Maybe the Jets will surprise us a little bit and say they want to roll well ahead with Sam Darnold, but it just doesn't seem like that worked out for them. So, I mean, as far as far as the Patriots go, if I'm them, I'm staying away from Jimmy G. I don't. I'm not. I'm not uh, on the Jimmy 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 G team. So. <laughs> Go up, but if they can if they can make a move and get up to four or five, um, you got Atlanta and the Bengals there. I think they can make a splash and pick up whatever QB kind of gets left out of um, you know the top four top so, four guys. So so I like that. I like that. I like to see. It. So if the Jets you know stick with they don't they don't reveal what they're going to do. I think maybe that's why the Patriots are waiting because obviously they're division rivals. They're never going to tell each other things. But if the Jets sit and all of a sudden they take. You know Sam Darnold, and they they take someone else, or they move out of that spot, and then maybe the quarterback jumps down. So uh, we move up to Atlanta or Cincy spot, and maybe a top three QB goes to the Patriots. 
you know, in a, in a theory of yeah. what's going on. Is that what you're trying to speak on? Because I think that that would be great. Well, I guess what I'm saying is there's in this draft, there's four really top quarterbacks. So you got Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, and then Trey Lance, who's the new the new hotness, I guess, now. Um, out of those four, if they jump up to four or five, I'm, I'm thinking they'll just get the fourth person who didn't get picked. You know, they'll, they'll end up with, like, Lance or Justin Fields or whatever, who is still all amazing quarterbacks and amazing prospects. But that... I think they have to jump up to four or five to get one of those to get one one. Of those quarterbacks. I think so too. And if they don't, I mean, you could still wait for another QB to drop to fifteen. I just don't see. I mean, you got Miami after that, who you don't you don't really know what they're doing. You got Detroit, who said yeah. they're good on a QB. Carolina could use a QB. Denver could use a QB, and they're sitting at eight and nine. Dallas is right, all exactly. set. The Giants are all set supposedly. Uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, it's a question, question mark with the question, Giants. I question think. mark with the Giants. I mean, I, I, Giants is another team I can see moving up on draft day or uh, days prior, leading up to the draft. Um, so there's there's just so many you know other things to happen. So going back to your point about Jimmy Garoppolo, so you you feel like that there's no way, no how they should bring him in. So you, if everything goes wrong with the draft and you don't draft a QB high, you're okay with Cam Newton sticking with the Patriots and them drafting a QB 15 or lower or jumping up. And you'd rather do that than ever bring Jimmy G in. There's no scenario where you want to bring Jimmy in. Yeah. For me, I'm, I'm not bringing Jimmy G in at all. There's no scenario where that happens. I, I think the ideal, the ideal situation for the patch would be to, to move ahead with Cam Newman for this year. And if they can move up to four or five and get one of those top quarterbacks to kind of stay behind Cam for a year or so, and you know maybe come in half halfway through the year if Cam is just not not producing or whatever then then go that route. But it's to me it's either go all in and get a quarterback or I guess stick with stick with Cam for another year or so. Yeah. So for me, I feel like I have multiple sides to the way I look at it. So me, the fan of the New England Patriots, and watching Tom Brady leave, and finally being in this position where I haven't really been much in my life where. I feel like one of those lower ed, end teams that doesn't have a QB, and I'm trying to scramble to maybe some hope <laughs> in a future. So uh, when I hear, I like Jimmy to say, G- I like to say, welcome, as yeah. a long time, <laughs> long time Tennessee Titan fan. Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, hey man, like, why not bring Jimmy G? And you know, it's like at least it's something. Bills worked with them. We got this. I, I overcompensate, and I'm saying, like, I, they can make it work. They can make it work. But then there's the lore of jumping up to get a young QB that. You, you take a big risk on to see if he's worth it. And we've seen a lot of young QBs, you know, hit. Like, in the last five years, we've seen a lot of young QBs hit. And they've done well in the league. Or they've been comparable for at least three or four years. And they've made it work as well. And where we know, and here's my analyst side, is we know Jimmy gets hurt a lot. And that's the, that's the part of me that's like, you got to hold the brakes. I can't be a fan of this. I have to think objectively. I have to remember he doesn't stay healthy. He doesn't on the field, you know? And then I know a lot of people give him crap about this, but it's like, like you said, he's not a game changer. And we look back to the Super Bowl where he played a good game, but down the stretch when he had to make the play for his team, he didn't make it. And it's like, okay, well, it's one game. It's putting a lot of pressure. He was in that one moment, but it's like, hey, man, you can't stay healthy. You can't stay on the field. And then when you do and you're in that moment, you fold it. There is a lot going against Jimmy. Although I do like him as a person, and he he did well, and he was groomed by Brady and Belichick underneath that. 
a lot of fans would want to see it happen, but then there's a lot of fans that wouldn't because they kind of are thinking the way that you are and the way that I'm trying to be objective about it and be like, you know what, maybe we just need some fresh blood in here that would go behind Cam, maybe a similar style to Cam as well. That's why I, that's why I really like Justin Fields if we can't get up. I mean, obviously I'd love Trey Lance because I know Charlie will kill me if I don't you know, put Trey Lance above because he's high on Trey Lance. But I feel like... Justin Fields would probably be more like the person who would fall to us. And I feel like he'd be perfect behind Cam. And even though I don't like the idea of a full season as Cam, maybe he can take over after the first few games when we start booing him out of, you know, the stadium. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. <clears throat> so, I mean, that's my thoughts on it. Um, where do your Titans sit in the draft? Where, where are they picking? They're a little 20, later. 22. Okay, 22. 22, yeah. Had a good season. To me, I think they need to go in on offense side. They lost Corey Davis. They lost John Smith to the Patriots. So they got to get a tight end or a wide receiver or an edge rusher or somebody. They have a lot of holes, a lot of gaps to fill as well. Yeah. So it seems like I'm trying to think of like, I think the biggest like teams to watch for, well, as we talked about the Giants or Denver, Carolina to pop up, the Patriots to pop up to the top of the draft. Um, I wanted to bring up another point where it kind of got overlooked. I mean, it was talked about a little bit, but the restructuring of um, Patrick Mahomes' contract to be able to sign some more pieces to come back to them. I think they're going to be a really strong team again this year, and I was really happy to see Patrick Mahomes do sign that big deal last year and then restructure it sort of Brady-esque, what Brady used to do for the Patriots, and tailor it so he could bring in a good center, and you know, sign another wide receiver or tight end to make sure everyone's getting paid so you can keep that continuity because it's important. If you want to build a dynasty, you have to spread the money around. I mean, that's how that's how it works. Um, I think the reason why the Indianapolis Colts didn't win as much is because sometimes they'd have a really good offense when Peyton Manning was there. Sometimes they'd have a good defense and an okay offense, but Peyton always took a lot of money and it really capped the Colts from winning as much as they could have. They had moments where they could because they built good teams over years, but if you want to win a lot, you have to make sacrifices. And I think it's a pretty big sacrifice what Patrick Mahomes did to restructure his contract. Granted, he's making millions of dollars regardless, so it's probably not that big of a sacrifice. And he's making a lot of guaranteed in that deal too. But it's still good for him to do, to be cognizant of it and not be selfish because that's gonna, it's going to be good for the Chiefs moving forward. What's your thoughts on it? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think the Chiefs are here to stay. They're not going anywhere. They're going to be top contenders for years to come. Yep. And you know, I, the whole the whole dynasty talk, I'm a little... A little weary you know, of. kind of want to shy. <laughs> it's a little weary of. Like this early on, they still got a lot more to prove Same. to get to that level. But I think, you know, they could easily be a dynasty five years from now. We could, could be, be having that conversation and, seriously. And that's why I bring up the point where, you know, they, they could be a dynasty. I think restructuring his contract is the first step. Like now you're saying that you're going to be committed to creating a dynasty. I'm not saying you're there yet, but you're, you're, you're looking towards that. Now you're going to make it possible because you're, you're sacrificing for the greater good. And I think it will be beneficial, but that, like you said, the, not crowning anybody King, but that you know, it is what it is. Yeah, definitely. So, um, on draft day, we are going to have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are we guaranteed that they are going to take Trevor Lawrence at this point? Locked and loaded. Locked That's and loaded. 100, 100%. <laughs> and so I'm just going to go down the list so we can kind of gauge maybe what might happen with San Fran. So the Jets, the possibility could either trade out, trade down, get another draft pick, 
because there are possibilities where they could do that and screw the Patriots over at the same time. <laughs> There's actually yeah, a, I think a few different teams that they could do it with because they already have sure. they have two picks in the first round, the Jets. Which is which, oh right yeah they have a later one yeah they right. the twenty third from Seattle so I mean that's that's pretty sweet. And I think the Jets everything everything lays on if they want to keep Sam Darnold as their quarterback of the future or not exactly because you know he hasn't panned out honestly I was really high on him when he first came out but he just has not panned out and you know some of it is due to injuries and some of it is also due to just their their offense and what they put around him is just garbage yeah so. so I think that would be, I mean, if they, my position, I think, I really do think Sam Darnold can pan out. Like you said, I think the coaching, the, the franchise itself needs to turn around, but they have a really, like they got two picks in the first round. Imagine if you drop down to where Carolina is or Denver, you let them take that pick, but you take their second round pick. So then you got one day, what do they got? One, two, they'll have two picks in the second round and two picks in the first round. I mean, yeah, that's four picks in the first two rounds in one year you could put a good team around Sam Darnold that's sure. smart analytics because I, I mean if you feel like that Sam Darnold I mean I think it's just a it's a big possibility that the Jets could squander and they could do that and then you know that one of those teams move up it actually could help the Patriots because they could move up into maybe to another spot or wait depending on what happens in multiple scenarios but it's exciting I think draft day is going to be awesome um but I think that's all we're going to get into for the NFL right now. I think that that was, that was good. There's not much more to hit on. We were going to hit on some college players coming up that could fit in the roles. We're going to have Charlie explain some things, but we're going to have him on in next week or the week after. And we're going to break this down again because things could change because it, everything like we, that San Francisco pick came out and trade came out of nowhere. And it was, it was pretty unbelievable. Um, so let's head over to basketball. We'll head over to the NBA. Um, I guess the most recent trade that happened at the trade deadline, or the was was that a buyout, Lamarcus Aldridge? Was that a buyout? That was a buyout. Was yeah. a buyout. buyout. Um, going to the Nets, and it seems like with LeBron going down with the Lakers, and they're not really sure when he's going to be back. There's a timeline somewhere in the middle of the playoffs, correct? I, th- I, th- I think it, they said three. No, he should be back before the playoffs. Before the playoffs, they said three to five weeks was the last thing I heard. So he, they should be. He should be back. Which Before is, the playoffs start. Which is very interesting because LeBron never really gets hurt. But, I mean, I, Chris asked in the group chat yesterday as we were all talking, and I was just like, you know, I mean, Nets, Nets and Lakers, you want to see it. I mean, you want to see that final. And I, and I think we will get it probably. I think the 76ers are having a great year. Imagine if the 76ers had the year they're having this year. Last year, you would have won the – was it you that won the bet about the 76ers outplacing <laughs> the Celtics or – with, with Nick or some there, someone was going to get saying the Sixers are going to be better, but they they were worse. But uh, now the Celtics are terrible. <laughs> yeah, Celtics are on a free fall right now. I, I say they're a them. playoff team, and I don't even want to watch them. They're twenty three and twenty three, and they keep losing to terrible teams. And I just want to throw my shoe through the TV every time I, I see a highlight or watch the game. Just uh, absolutely embarrassing from my point of view. Uh, I just uh, I do want to see the Nets and the Lakers play in the finals. Um, you asked me a question if I wanted, you know, who do I, who was I rooting for, quote unquote, I wouldn't be rooting for anyone, but I would definitely root for the Nets to win uh, Eastern Conference. And then also, I just don't want to see that championship or tied with 17 with the Lakers with uh, championship banners. So I'd, I'd love to see, you know, the Lakers really uh, get hurt and maybe not even make it. That would be, that would be <laughs> nice. I mean, 
Would you want to see a Nets versus Clippers final? Is that something you'd be interested in? I would, yes, I would definitely would. Because, you know, the Clippers still got the big names with Kawhi and Paul George. And, you know, they're still a really good team. That would be, that wouldn't be the A matchup, though. The A matchup is obviously Lakers, Nets. You got LeBron and Kyrie going at it again. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Kevin, Kevin Durant, James Harden, like the AD, like the superstar names is just crazy. There. Off it, the charts. It is, so, off the, it is off the charts. That's like, you know, stardom teams going against each other. It's, it's pretty legit, and and AD is I don't know what his health situation is. He back in the lineup? I'm, no, he's he's also hurt, but he he should be back in time for the playoffs as yeah. well. So I mean that will be a dream matchup for sure. I mean with the Clippers or the Lakers on that side, you're you're pretty much gonna get it. And then people are like, hey, why are you discounting the Suns and the Jazz who are currently the first and second in the league? Because we know how basketball works. That's why. <laughs> 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 this is very simple. One of those two teams. I mean, you mark down your calendars. One of those two teams are going to make the, the Western Conference you know, championship and win it, and they're going to go to the NBA Finals. It's just how it works. I would be surprised if anyone beat the Nets. I mean... It's usually how it goes, yeah. It's yeah. usually how that goes. But I, honestly, I'm going to be real. I, think, I do think the Sixers have a good chance this year to give the Nets at least a run for their money. I don't know if they'll beat them, but take them to seven or... They're, they have a slight chance to actually make the finals and get by the Nets, I think. If, they're, if they can get fully healthy. and Because Embiid, to me, Embiid is one of the best players in the game by like, he's, far none. And he's, he's taken a leap this year, a huge leap this year, for sure. I would, I would agree with this. He's, he's played very, very well. And I think uh, the consistency is really the big key is he's dominating day in and day out. And I think that, I mean, it, that helps everyone else on the court when you have a big that can do all that. It enables everyone else to play better. It's kind of like the whole the old Shaq mentality. I'm not calling him Shaq, but it's just more of like everyone can do their job better if he's dominating. It's it puts yeah. fear into other teams when you have to play against them. And I'll tell you right now, if let's say let's say something happens, Nets don't make it. They played the Lakers. I'm telling you, Embiid's going to eat up Anthony Davis. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> I would take Embiid all day over Anthony Davis. He's he's soft unless they go outside most of the time and they run on different offense, which probably might happen. But I would take Embiid. That would be an awesome matchup it for sure be. as well. That would actually be a really good matchup now that I think of it. So what do you think the major issues with the Celtics are? Man, that's weird. I can't really is it the put coach? my finger on it. Is it, is it Danny? Danny Ainge? Is it, is it the young? They won't listen to the coach? Do they need a new system? What's going on? Is it Jalen and Jason Tatum just too young? They're not primed to beat these big teams. Last year, it seemed like the fourth quarter, they would win these close games, and now they're just getting trashed on in late, late games. It's driving yeah, it's crazy. Really, it's really weird with the Celtics. I honestly can't put my finger on it. They, they basically have the same team as last year, besides like Gordon Hayward is a big name that, that moved on, but he wasn't a huge part of the team anyways with all his injuries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know. I think, I think they're just young, and they're trying to figure it out, and... Honestly, they—I don't know, man. I, this is this is really not good. I don't know if this means Brad Stevens is going to be on a hot seat or or what's going on with the Celtics. But there's a good chance they don't even make the playoffs, and that's that's crazy. That's just you would yeah. never ever think that before the season started. And you can't you can't even blame it on injuries because everyone's there. Yeah, Jason Tatum is there, Jalen Brown is there. I think Kemba had some injuries here and there, but like for the most part, you got Tatum and Jalen. Jalen Brown, you should be. You should be at least a top four team. 
They should in be. In the East. Yeah, absolutely. I never thought I'd see the Knicks ahead of the this, this Celtics team, that's for sure. And they are. I mean, it's only two games. Like, well, yeah, roughly about a game and a, a one game. Yeah, a actually, play. they're a game, a game out, but they're not like they're nowhere near the top three teams. I should say the Sixers, Nets, and Bucks. They're not. No, even no, no, not even close. Right nope, not not gonna happen. They just they rose above, and they just shown. I think Giannis, with getting older, and that team and the Bucks, they're becoming more mature. Obviously, the Nets already had mature players come to it in the last couple of years. Plus, Harden joining this year. You can't really beat that. And then the 76ers, they're going in the right direction. They keep stepping up. I think, see, for me, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are stepping up in the right direction. It just seems like they don't have a clear leader or they don't have this this extra piece that seems like they, they need. Like Kemba Walker, I don't know. Like he just, he's not really feeling that role. He plays great. He's a good basketball player. It just, it seems like there's something massively missing. And they're a little young comparative to the other teams. And I feel like that's why they're being more successful. I think we've talked about this a few times, NBA players. I mean, I don't care who you are. Unless there's injuries barring, you're not going to beat the Nets. I don't, even, I don't even care if the Celtics were trending in the right direction. This is, you know, the green teamers where they believe, oh, the Celtics, they can do it, you know? And it's like, I, I don't even think at their best day, they still wouldn't be able to beat the Nets. Like, let's take the Celtics last year. And put them against the Nets this year. They still not even. They're not going to beat them in a seven game series. They they struggled to beat the Heat last year, and the Heat were good. Yes, they made the NBA Finals, whatever. But it just they're not going to beat a talented like ballers, as they like to say. They're ballers or a basketball player. They're, there's ballers on the Nets. Kevin Durant is going to destroy you, barring injury. They're going to beat you. They're they're, they're loaded too. I. That's just how basketball works. You can go look in the history books, except for the 05 Pistons. You know, except for that outlier team, it's pretty much, you know, set in stone of who's going to win the NBA championship. I mean, you can guess a lot of them before they even win, in my opinion. Do you feel similar? No, that, yeah, yeah, for sure. The NBA is a star driven league, it always has been. Just top, the, the teams with the top stars are the best teams, like always. And, they, and even these days, all the stars are teaming up to play on the same team. It's like, we already know who's going to be in the finals. It's going to be Nets, Lakers. Like, like that's there's probably like a sixty percent chance that's going to be the two teams in the finals. Yeah, which is pretty high to call you know finals championship in the middle of the season too. It's like right. It, I mean, it's probably one of the only leagues you can actually do that because hockey is pretty unpredictable. Super Bowl is pretty unpredictable. I mean, you can you can guess kind of like the four or five, maybe six teams that will make the Super Bowl, but you can never really gauge who's actually going to be in there. But the NBA, it's, yeah, star-driven. You know who's going to be there. But, yeah, I just think that there's a lack of uh, uh, ownership in the locker room. Whoever's in there directing the team, there's there's something huge missing. I don't know what it is, but they better figure it out. But I'm also not mad. Like, during the trade deadline, I'm okay with nothing happening because I know a lot of people are like, they didn't do anything. They didn't, you know, it's like, eh, it's fine with me, man. Like, they're... <laughs> If they did something, I think I said this in the chat. If they did something, where is that going to bring them? A couple seats higher? Like they're not right. going to win the championship. Are you kidding me? It's just not going to happen. We we've already seen the first half of the season. You don't just miraculously all of a sudden change your your chemistry and DNA overnight unless you traded for James Harden, but you lost out on that one and the Nets took him. That would have been a player that could have came in. I talked crap about James Harden beforehand. I wish I hadn't because they need someone older to I didn't realize how I would say immature Jalen and Jason are without a leader in the locker room. Maybe 
they are two alphas and maybe they're button heads and we don't know. I don't know. I'm not in the locker room, but this is what's going on in my head and maybe why last year you seemed like you had the fourth quarter together and this year you don't. They need some maybe some older age in there. That's just 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 a guess. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I'll probably be a little bit more optimistic on the Celtics. I think they can maybe try to figure it out these last these last uh, few weeks of the season. And they did make a trade. They got um, Evan Fournier from the from the Orlando Magic. Who's he's a pretty good player. He's another wing scorer type player. He's I don't think he's going to be a game changer and like bring them to that contender level. But he's um they made a move. I don't know how much better that's going to make them. Like yeah. I said, but. But you know this. You know yeah, what it is. NBA, you know what it is. I'm so pessimistic about the Celtics because I'm such fear that the Lakers are going to win an 18th championship. My entire life, <laughs> the Celtics have been. You know, I've always gotten to say, "Oh, the Celtics have won the most championships." You know, because I never got to say that with the Red Sox because the Yankees had that. But I was like, "Oh yeah, the Celtics." And now I'm not going to be able to say it anymore. So, I'm. I like want that stardom in first place and championship level right now. And that's my fandom side of it. That's why I'm so harsh on them. I'm like, ah, not yet. Like, I love the young talent, but it frustrates me when I don't, I just want them to be in that championship contention. But it's, it's hard. It's a very hard league unless you have those players, like you said, those star players. You're not really in contention, and that's where you have to be. And you just, I feel like I have to be patient to wait to maybe, if it works out, when Jalen and Jason decide to stay here and they get a little bit older and can actually compete for that and some of the other players phase out. But that's all, who knows what will happen by that point. It's so unknown. It's very hard to be a GM in the NBA, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Celtics after this. You know, if they follow, if they continue on this path, a, a pretty much failed season to see what they do in the offseason, if they, you know, try to, try to blow it up, try to move Tatum or Brown or what they're going to do. Who knows? But when when... The season goes this bad for you. There has to be some changes. Danny Age has to do something. Yeah, you can't just keep it. You can't just roll back with the same squad and can't hope every hope everything you know turns around. All those so, yeah, it'll be those, interesting uh, to see. All those Brooklyn picks we gave up were you know Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I mean that we got yeah. those first round picks. That's that's what they became. So you know the you know that was you know Danny. I think Danny's clock. I mean I don't know his relationship with Wick Roseback, the the owner and the. But, I mean, his, his clock's got to be running too, man. Like, you've been doing this a long time. I know you pulled off one great trade for Kevin Garnett. Don't get me wrong. It was a great trade. But, you know, you know what's his timeline if he doesn't win? You know, when does the next GM come in for the Celtics too? So it it's, could be a lot changing going forward, or maybe there will be some improvements. So we'll see. I think a, a coach change too. I love Brad Stevens. I think he's a great young coach. Maybe he's just a wrong fit for – what the Celtics need right now. I think that's not really that he's a bad coach and you need to fire him. Maybe it's just a wrong fit. You know, maybe it's not for them, not for their team. So hopefully they'll shake up some things. But let's head into uh, a different topic. We got the Champions League um, coming up here in April. And we got the, you know, the the home and away matchups, uh, the first and second legs. And we have got some juicy matchups, Caleb. We've got some really good ones. Um, yes. Out of the four matchups, I know this might be tough, but which one is your favorite? What is your favorite matchup from a fan perspective of like some maybe some of the teams that you like, your preference? What is your favorite matchup between the the, the four games? Man, I got I got to go with the rematch, the final rematch. The final rematch. That's a good Bayern. one. That's a really yeah. Good that one. that to me, that's the one that stood out to me the most. Although all four of these matchups are are really good, so 
Hard choice. Hard choice, but I think a very good one. I think the second I saw that one, I was like, that is, that's epic. Because, you know, you get the... They're both going to be clawing to get back to the finals. They're both very good teams. And you know that they both deserve to be in a Final Four. I think that that's what... That's at least how I feel. Like, both the teams this year, again, have played super well. And they've played well in Champions League. And they're going against each other. And it's a really epic matchup. We have another former matchup, finals matchup, from a few years ago. In Real Madrid and Liverpool, which... Cristiano was on the team at the time, so maybe it's not all the way the same, but majority of the players are, you know, the starters were actually still on these teams. So it's still a good rivalry that they've had. And I think Liverpool, who's been struggling in the Premier League this year, hard and, you know, losing Virgil van Dijk, or they're going to be out for blood. They're going to be out to prove something where, you know, they've lost for the... I think for almost three years while I was actually living in England, they didn't even lose a home game at Anfield. And they what they, would they lose, like four of them? As, as I was leaving, departing, they lost like four games at Anfield in, in the Premier League. I think that they're going to be out for blood to take out Real Madrid. Real Madrid obviously is not as strong as it used to be with Cristiano Ronaldo, but they still have a great team and a lot of stars. I think it's going to be a really, really, really good matchup. That is the one, obviously, I'm looking forward to because Liverpool is my team. So I can't, I can't lie. I do love Liverpool. Uh, I, I do have a bias. A lot of those players on there, I, I really enjoy watching. I do they think they can pull the upset as long as they got the. Um, I don't know how to say the kid's name from Turkey who's come in, and then Phillips also from Preston FC, but Obazan I think is his name or something like that. But he's been really good at center back recently in the past couple of matches. Um, I'm really hoping that they've tightened up that spot and they can allow Fabinho to go back to being a CDM. I think really is what messed them up is having Fabinho out most of the year in and out of the lineup and being hurt and his fitness out well. Fabinho, I, I don't think people understand how important CDMs are to a team. And when you don't have your center backs and then Henderson, who's your star midfielder and your captain, is playing center back, it really disrupts the whole team. Sorry, I'm going on a Liverpool rant right now. <laughs> No, you're, you're De- defending keep them. Keep going. But, keep going. <laughs> but it, it's just true. It's like you've got a makeshift center backs, and then you're putting in a CDM or other midfields in a position. You're asking Ox, Chamberlain, and Wijnaldum to do different things. I just think it's very difficult in soccer. You don't realize what Fabinho does. Fabinho, you never really see him on the stat sheet. Every once in a while, he has a rocket goal from the outside, and you're like, oh, wow, he's great. But I don't know. Night in and night out, I watch Fabinho. I'm like, he does all the dirty work that no one else wants to do, and he's amazing at it. And never gets any credit and just goes and does his thing. When he's out, guess what? I know Virgil van Dijk was huge when he was he got his injury. I know it was huge. But I think that Fabinho losing his spot and that people having to move around really frustrated things with Liverpool. Is there oh, yeah. out of the other two matchups? Sorry, you can go ahead and speak on that if you want to. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say to me it's all about Virgil van Dijk, honestly, he's the best defender. When that when a player like that oh, goes down for, and I mean, the best center back in the world, yeah, right, exactly. So when when your best defender, the best defender in the world, like you said, goes down and you you lose him, it's kind of it's gonna be tough to make up for that. It's gonna mm-hmm. be tough for any team, even as good as as Liverpool is, as good as they've been, just destroying. It's losing losing VVD is just brutal. It is, yeah, yeah, and it was it was a big loss, and I think that there is something to prove. I, I think they got some st- stability back there, and I think that they'll be okay now. But I don't think they're going to win the whole thing, that's for sure. But I do think that they can overcome 
Real in this. Then we got Man City versus Dortmund, which is another repeat Champions League matchup multiple times in the past few years that they've played each other. Uh, this is a great matchup. <laughs> I actually do like both teams. I like certain players on both teams. Uh, a lot of people are saying this is a debut for Holland. <laughs> uh, <to see> if <laughs> Man City will buy him after to see how he plays. Um, but for me, Manchester City needs to win this and go to the semis and also make the finals. The pressure is all on Manchester City, in my opinion. Well, what do you think about this? Oh, yeah, definitely. Manchester City is the, the favorites coming in and should win. They're going to be expected to win. Expected. Oh. But, but uh, you know, Dortmund always puts up a good fight. They're, they're the team that you, you, you may not expect them to always be there, but they always find a way. I always find a way to kind of be there in in, in play at the end. Yeah. So, and yeah, then, I like Man City as well, but I'm not counting. I'm not counting Dortmund out at all. No, not counting Dortmund out either. And that's why this is a really tough matchup for City because Dortmund, um, they've got some great talent. Jaden Sancho, uh, Holland. I mean, their strikers up top are are pretty unbelievable. Marco Royce. They're a really threatening team to Man City, and. For me, honestly, if you want to leave a legacy, you can win as many Premier League championships as you want, Man City, but you won domestically. You need to win a foreign championship. You have to win the Champions League, Pep. Pep Pep already has his uh, legacy cemented. This would further his, like, maybe one of the best coaches of all, like, he could be the best coach of all time if he takes City. I know he's got a stacked roster, but he puts that together. People believe him. He was Barcelona, won Champions Leagues, and now with City and doing it, he's expected to win. And then City, who has tragically lost multiple times in the Champions League now, when it's close games, whether it was to Liverpool or Dortmund, um, they've, they've proven themselves to just not make the big game, and they have to make the, the Champions League final. In my opinion, it's a, it's a no-lose situation. Um, but here we go with the final matchup that we have is Porto versus Chelsea. And this one's definitely a very interesting, as you called it before we started this, you said that Porto is definitely the underdog. Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, obviously both squads are really good and young. I think they're just really young team. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually a little surprised Chelsea got here. I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, Chelsea has been killing it in the premiere. I think a little bit, I didn't expect them to do this well this early on. I figured it would take them maybe a year or two to kind of be where they're at, but so um, they're killing it. So I also think it's very interesting that Chelsea made this, the, the, but they they deserve it because I mean they had they were under Frank Lampard from the beginning of the season, and then all of a sudden things weren't going their way. They they made so many moves in the off season to bolster their their team. And you and I, I mean, I have a whole podcast episode. Actually, one of my first couple episodes, we talked about Chelsea and how they revamped their their team. They brought a lot of players in, and they're going to be scary good over the next few years, but maybe not the first year. But they've really turned it up, and they switched coaches. And actually, the PSG coach, the former PSG coach, is now the coach of Chelsea, and he's very good. And he has brought this team to a new place where they feel confident in what they who they are. And a lot of their young talent is really emerging, and I'm very impressed with Chelsea. But... You cannot overlook Porto because Porto has played very well in the Champions League, and they're one of those teams, like you said, farm system team that produces good players. And the the center back in there, Pepe, is a is a very good defensive player, and they they can put out a great performance. Plus, they play Portuguese league, and they're they're going to come out for blood as well. So it's it's not there's no guarantees to anyone who's going to win it. Um, if I did have to pick for me, 
in the Champions League, if I had to pick a finals matchup now, I mean, I, I know there's actually already a specific order, so I don't want to say this wrong. Um, if it plays out, I, I, okay, so here's my heart. My heart wants to see PSG versus Manchester City. I think that would be great. You got a lot of great young stars and older stars that are looking to win Kevin De Bruyne, Kylan Mbappe, Neymar, um, Raheem Sterling, a lot of young and older talent that would be in there. There'd be a great matchup. What my heart tells me is that Bayern and City will probably be the two teams in the final. And, and do you have any thoughts of who may make the final or who you want to be in the final? Yeah, I was actually just looking at the the bracket, and the winner of Bayern and PSG is actually going to play the winner of Man City Dortmund. Ah, uh, so we can't get that one. So we can't Dang get it. that one. <laughs> which makes room for Liverpool, which is actually kind of good. I do actually yeah. like that. <laughs> so. I guess okay. Let's let's switch gears. Thanks for looking that up. So I, if I'm gonna say this, ah, I don't want to. I don't want to be a homer. Jeez Louise, <laughs> <laughs> that makes things very interesting. That changes the game. That really does. Ah, so I, I'm gonna say if there's gonna be a final, it's gonna be Bayern Liverpool. That's, that that's me. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, no, for sure. I think I, I can't believe they got the easy road. Jeez Louise, that's 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 crazy. All right. To me, the final is going to be the final is going to be next ma- the next round matchup when it's Bayern versus Man City. That's going to be the actual Ooh, final. I, I think. like the way, I, yeah, that, that's yeah, that's how I feel. That's why I'm so like ah, now I gotta yeah, because yeah, because I just picked Bayern and Man City too. I feel like that that will be right. the final, but we can't go that way. So, dang. Right, I, I'm going. I'm going City versus Madrid <laughs> in the final. City versus Madrid. Oh, okay. It's not a bad. P- a matchup, especially where Liverpool, they might have an easier road. I can see that happening too. And Chelsea versus Real, I think is a bad matchup for Chelsea. I just don't think that they, I think a lot of Premier League teams are bad. It's the way Real plays. I don't know what it is, but normally Premier League teams struggle against Real. So I can see that happening. I do like it. Um, Porto, we'll see how Porto does. If they beat Chelsea and they go, they go to the final four, I mean, it's a possibility, so we could see something completely different. But that would be also an epic matchup if we had a Real versus Porto matchup. I think I'd really like that as well. And then, you know, if Bayern versus Dortmund, I mean, that would be insane too. Actually, that's a really cool matchup if both of those teams made it through. Both uh, the two top German teams. Well, I don't think uh, Dortmund's faring too well this year in the Bundesliga, but Bayern is all playing pretty well. Right, yeah, definitely. You can see that. That rivalry, that German rivalry would be pretty dope to see in the semis. All right, Caleb, thank you so much for coming on the show today. That was awesome. We went over Champions League, the NBA, and the NFL mm-hmm. draft. Um, fans of the show, we are on Facebook and on Project Sports Pod on the Instagram. If you look that up, we're there. We're on Apple, Spotify, all the good things. Thanks, guys, for listening to the show. Thank you, Caleb, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. It was a lot of fun. Like I said last time, let's do it again sometime. Yeah, we're going to have Caleb. I'm going to get you back on when we have Charlie so the three of us can all you know, talk about the, the draft a little bit more in detail. Hopefully within the next couple of weeks, if we can organize something together, it'd be great. And also, let's do a little teaser for this one, Caleb. We're trying to get Nick and Chris on here as well. Maybe the five of us can all get on here and talk about LeBron, Jordan, and Kobe, greatest sure. of all time. And it, maybe other – we won't get too far too detailed into it right now, but – we can have that conversation of who we think is the greatest of all time and maybe some other people who should be in that conversation. 
but we should call him out right now. Get him on the show, right? Yeah, definitely. Come on, guys. You guys all know where I stand. I'm not going to give it away now. Yeah, we'll but... give it away now. We're getting to a heated debate about all this. This would be great. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Catch me on Apple or Spotify, Project Sports. Appreciate it. Take care.